day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. All this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the Ted's. Starring the Ted. Start. The. Uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. Hi, welcome back to another. The home episodes of the podcast. We'll be host of this here podcast. <laughs> Great podcast with all the land. All the land. Oh, never remember how to start now that I'm home. Uh, my name is Ted Smith. On um, the bottom square today on my screen is Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? Boys and girls, cool cats and kittens. It's 2021. We effing made it. Don't worry, Matt. You don't have to believe me. What's up, boys? <laughs> all right, getting the studio set up reminded me to take a break here and there. Matt Counter, the producer. MCTP, what's up, Matt? Dude, I was so busy reminding you to uh, do to write down to take breaks and make it sound smooth, but it's like the you know secure your own life vest before helping others. I didn't have my mic turned on. I was on my computer mic. I'm <laughs> like straight garbage up in here. <laughs> I know. I gotta. I gotta get a microphone because I sound the worst. Dude, that's my fault, Ted. That's on me. I have three at my parents' house. I forgot to drop one off to you. I got rushed on my way out of town. That's on me. Yeah, well, don't worry. I just, I'll just i send them a note. Hey, just drop it off here in Capitol Hill. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they got nothing going on. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, first thing we got to talk about is it is back to basics. We've reached 2021. Uh, a lot of people have asked me, like my buddy Rob in London, he was like, so what's that about? And I was like, ah, it's, you know, it's about whatever your basics want to be. It's back to basics, baby. It's, that's blocking and tackling, man. Fundamentals. <laughs> I've already uh, scheduled a, uh, a physical and a dentist appointment. Love it. Wow. Dude, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Sadly, I canceled the dentist appointment because I left town. So at least one of us skinned it in. Yeah, I was just sitting there. I was like, ah, oh, we're 40. Let me get this stuff in. I know. 40-year-old Smith on the airwaves. Ah, he's so much different now. I was expecting the quarter zip tonight. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> you talked about it. You hyped this up. You asked if it was okay. You sounded committed to the decision. And, you know, now you pop up in a Smith family popcorn hoodie, which is pretty sick, too. <laughs> it's funny. I had on this hoodie the other night before I went to see you for a few minutes, and I was like, that's disrespectful. And then I was like, I know Kyle. outside of the podcast, he's always got on a button up or you're a sharp dressed man. So I was like, I got to I got to put on a button. up. Plus, it was kind of fun. I hadn't worn a button up in like months. <laughs> Dude, uh, you know, uh, have you seen the Wolf of Wall Street? I haven't. Oh, man. All right. Well, this guy's like messing, cleaning his goldfish tank on new issue day. And I'm, uh, this isn't going to hit. Never mind. <laughs> all right you're not wrong like everybody loves that movie i'm probably one of the few people that hasn't seen it it's a good uh, film wait so you brought up back to basics what uh i mean what's what's the official explanation i'm curious now well that's what i'm saying i think it's up to anybody whatever your basic is i don't know if it's building you know building a shop out back of your house if it's uh getting getting workouts in or i don't know one of the small things i have written down is just like if we buy food we eat it dude Ooh. that's good see that's what I, I feel like it's about fundamentals you know the fundamentals of your game whatever that is and like for ted i know it's like you know spending some time in the lab hitting the gym getting his food game tight like you know not just wiling out on weekends for me Definitely exercise is important. I feel like just getting my mind centered and calm and cool patience back to basics, you know? I mean, like Ted always says, dance with the girl who brought you back to the things that got us here. Yeah, that's the other big one. 2021, I have got to I have got to step up the uh the online, you know, just I gotta get on Tinder and this and that. I've got to meet more women. Dude, okay. Can I give you a couple quick tips real quick? I was in that game for a long time. All right. Tinder is the wrong avenue. That's throwing a hot dog down a hallway. You're going to have a bad time. You're going to meet some fast and loose women, but they're going to be, you know, fours and fives. No judgment on anyone listening who has Tinder. It's more of, you know, different, different area codes do it differently. I would recommend for you one bumble two hinge three. You should let me create your profile or you should let me revamp your profile. Yeah. Bye. 
I've been in that game for a long time. Too long, some say. <laughs> been a lot of bad dates, Ted Smith, and I know what works. <laughs> yeah, well, just, I mean, you spend a year or basically you can't go out or nothing. Like, like I barely met any, like, I, I just didn't a- interact with women. And it's like, now it's been a year. Like, they could smell the desperation on me. It's time to chase that gazelle, man. It's hunting season. Back to basics, dude. This is primal. This is primal. Like, man sleeps with woman. This is procreation. We're talking about like one level below meat eating, you know? I love it, Ted. (laughs) (laughs) Matt, what do you think? Carnal. Carnal knowledge. What's back to basics for you? To me, uh, back to basics is, you know, really, I think for me, staying focused on the process, uh, whatever it is, right? Because like, it already applies. It's not back to basics. I never left the basics of exercise. Like, and that's basically, you know, last year was all about that because we, the gym's closed. So now it's like, what are you going to do about it? And like, I I stayed fit and, you know, I've always loved the basics um, and taught them to people and stuff like that. But other areas that, you know, I think, like particularly with business and stuff, there's a lot of like shiny objects syndrome and you think you got to do all this stuff um, and learn all these things. And it's like, there's some of that, but more focusing on the process of what I can control instead of, you know, the, the flashy marketing tactics or whatever um, is really kind of the way I've been thinking about it, which is kind of parallels the advice that I would give people with fitness, which is, Master the basics. Don't worry about all the shiny object syndrome stuff out there. Dude, to sell the sizzle, you still got to have steak. Wow. <laughs> well, I think, too, that's what's fun about back to basics. Like, we're sitting here talking about it, right? So, like, for me, the basics are going to be obviously lean more towards fitness and health. But for somebody that's had it locked in for years, right, that makes sense. Like, some of it's going to be the business angle. Dude, and Ted, I was going to say, yeah, your work is kind of squared away now, locked in. Uh, are we allowed to say the I prefer we don't cool well you're locked in and uh so work's going good safe to say but yeah so now I feel like that's perfect for a lifestyle like women and your health those are definitely basics yeah yeah for sure but you know I love that journey for you <laughs> well right we just, we just got a little off the path in last year sitting at home did not help Ted, uh, you know, whether it's Hinge or Bumble or whatever, you know, uh, I would expand that radius a solid 20 miles or so. Uh, You're going to get some recognition on the outskirts of the city, out in suburbs, north and south. Like I had a good run on those as the overnight guy, like you make sure that that reaches to Tacoma and like you're in business, bro. <laughs> Ted, you've been pleasing people for years. They're going to remember that. <laughs> right. Well, right. I mean, yeah, trust me. That's other thing too. I'm like, all right, like still in the city, like this and that, but like I don't, when things open up, like it's not that hard. I, I mean, most of the girlfriends I've ever dated lived outside the city. Dude, let's call a spade a spade. Ted Smith loves them South end ladies. You like some real thick and juicy, a little extra beef on those bones. Yeah, Am I wrong? I've been up at Snohomish County too. I don't discriminate. There we go. See, there we go. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like country women, you know, like, and you just, Ted Smith has a type, man. It's a little bit glam. You know, she does a little bit of makeup, but also just, Hmm. You know? Yeah. Well, like yeah. the last, right. I mean, Cobb, you spent more time with me and the last girlfriend, but like, even she was, I want to say from Bothell. Yeah, I'm just saying if people out there listening have a friend with a nice ass on her, Ted's your guy. (laughs) (laughs) If she's got that chariot, (laughs) if she's got that chariot, hit my man directly in his DMs. (laughs) (laughs) You know how to get a hold of me. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be here. Email at (laughs) thepodcast.com. Dude, I like Ted. I like that, man. That's a great back to basics answer. It's just like my, my health and fitness, family life. Yeah, it just seems like the easy one. But I mean, that's easier for me. Like I, you know, it's easy to recognize what you're what you're bad at. D- dude, I I disagree. I feel like a lot of people don't realize their own weaknesses. I think it's very 
uh, what's the word? Self-aware that you do. People don't see their deficits. And I always have respect that about you. I think you, are, you have a good, like, mm, internal compass is the wrong word. You have a good perspective on yourself. And a lot of people don't, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, thanks. No problem. <laughs> right I just on. mean like more objective. Most people are very subjective about themselves. Yeah. A lot of, yeah. <laughs> So we talked a lot about my basics. Matt's working on business comp. What are you doing? Dude, for me, I think it's getting back to, well, okay. This is kind of like a weird, I don't know, whatever, how much people want to know about my life. But so I lived in Austin. Um, If you've been listening for a long time, then I moved back to Seattle. My plan was to be there for a year or two and just grind on this popcorn shop thing. Been grinding for two and a half years. It was a long haul. Um, and I was really trying to work on my patience and just the process and whatever. Um, so I went to fly back to Austin uh, yesterday, Monday. And I, uh, during all of Corona, I've only been using card, you know, debit card for buying stuff. I used cash for the first time. Guy gave me a quarter. I didn't think about it. Put it in my pocket as change. And I'm at the airport and I look and on the quarter is my totem, the blue heron. And to me, the blue heron represents patience. It's a bird that just sits and waits for the fish to come to it. And this sounds crazy. sounds very hippie, but it felt to me like it was a little token. Like I had earned that little merit badge of patience. I'd been patient for two and a half years. I was returning to the promised land, which I love in Austin. And, uh, I'd never seen a heron quarter before. It turns out it's the state quarter of Delaware. So, um, cool moment. Uh, I was feeling that. So as far as back to basics, man, I think it's, back off the grind and more into, you know, leaning into who I am. So a little bit of inner stillness, peace, rest, relaxation, and just exercise, getting my health back, right. Flexibility. And, you know, really the basics of just, you know, being a human, which is health, fitness, and my relationship. It's funny when you brought up the blue herring, cause I'm like, wait a minute, I know that bird, but I'm like the Maryland quarter is the old state line. That makes sense. It's Delaware. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I'd never seen that one before. And, uh, yeah, Ted, you hipped me to the, uh, the idea of totems and that's definitely one for me. So anyway, I don't know. That's cool. If that is weird to people that that's all right, but hopefully it hits, hits somebody who needs to hear it. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's what we're saying too. Like, I think back to basics can be anything, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people that have done a lot of stuff and accomplished a lot of things in the last couple of years. So, you know, basic, something, it could be as simple as like, I just want to read completely two books this year. Dude. Yeah. That's a good one. And that's the thing. I feel like originally we were talking about as a joke back to basics, like maybe there was going to be, you know, Corona or nuclear war, like shutting shit down. And we were going to be back to sticks and stones and lighting fires, you know, with rocks. <laughs> that's why I like, you know, rocking the sweatshirt is I feel like it's just going to get, make people like second take and think about themselves. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a little bit of a mind. Fuck. Sorry, Matt. Oh, no worries. It is. I still remember. I like. I was like, my one cousin called me. He's like, man, I like that slogan. What's it about? And I was like, I don't really think about it that much. We were just kind of joking about that sweatshirt and everything. It seemed like something fun to say. And then like over the break, I had a couple of Zooms with friends in other, you know, other states and other countries. And they're like, so what's it really about? And I was like, I got to be honest with you, boys. I hadn't thought about it that tough. I was like, I knew it. I knew. I knew mine. That's why I was interested to hear what you guys were thinking. And then for anybody else listening, like, who knows? Like, just think on it. You don't have to know what your basics going to be till February, March. Doesn't there's no timeline, but back to but it. I think. Hey, we're, uh, yeah, we're going, Matt. One thing that I heard both of you mention at different points, I might have even too, is the word simple, and that's something that uh, you know I certainly see in the fitness world as. Uh, very effective and um, you know they but it doesn't mean that it's easy to do the simple stuff consistently and so that's kind of where I'm at with the whole thing in general like right now I'm just thinking about my business a lot because it's just been growing and there's exciting stuff on the horizons and but whatever it is I would you know look at Simple actions, I promise you, they're so effective. I've seen people make massive transformations physically. And I know from personal experience that like my habits and like 
the simple stuff that you can do consistently is going to be so clutch. So if people can find those in whatever avenue of life it is, like it's going to be a good year for a lot of people here. Dude. Yeah. The stuff you do every day. And if anyone wants motivation on that, read the book by that guy who wrote the Dilbert comic, uh, Scott Adams. Um, what I don't, Dude, I can't remember the name of his book, but he, chapter three talks exactly about how the stuff you do regularly is the stuff that makes all the difference. And it's just little habits and having a system. So Matt, I 100% agree with you. This year we're laying a foundation, boys. Just stripping away all the siding, back to basics. Well, that's like, uh, like my brother and I were talking about, like that's why Steve Jobs wore that black turtleneck all the time. Because he was just like, mm-hmm. this is just easy. I wear it every day. Not easy, but he's just like, it's just one less thing I have to think about. Yep. And dude, Mark Zuckerberg stole that and does the same thing. Gray t-shirt. Gray t-shirt. And I like that he rocks the hoodie. Yep. I'm a hoodie guy myself. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, that is one thing I always Literally. tell people about. Well, as I'm wearing a hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> That's one thing I always say to myself that, or tell people about Zuckerberg too. I'm like, I trust me, those jeans and that hoodie and that t-shirt, like <laughs> he didn't pick them up for like 10 bucks. <laughs> Yeah, he definitely doesn't get that at JC Penny. I don't think. <laughs> I was gonna say, I've oh, seen baby. like, yeah, they do breakdowns sometimes. Like they'll take a, a photo of somebody on stage, like a tech guru or whatever, and then they'll like label all the stuff he's wearing. It's like he's wearing like tennis shoes and jeans and a t-shirt. And they'll be like, tennis shoes, nine hundred dollars. Jeans, seventeen hundred dollars from like Italy. T-shirt, two hundred and ninety-four dollars. You're just like, God, dang it. <laughs> yeah, I follow a Twitter thing that's just uh. It just calls out fancy like preachers that are like, oh, I'm the cool preacher, the cool pastor. And it just like same thing. It just runs down how expensive everything they're wearing is. Dude, that drives me insane. You want to set me off? Talk to me about Joel Osteen and mega church pastors, man. I, I have nothing against people if they're if they're into that and that's their their predilection for, uh, you know, their preference for religion. But God, it, you know. They're talking about helping people and they're driving around in a G wagon and they have a $20 million house. It's like, you know, maybe you should donate some of that. <laughs> it drives me insane. I'm, I'm with you. Can I tell you guys a quick story that happened since our last episode? Speaking of pastors, I'm totally with you on the mega pastor thing. Mild and they pay youth- no taxes. Just want to get that in there. <laughs> Good point. Sorry. Um, but Sorry, real, one more. Just the largest landowner in Manhattan is the Catholic church. They pay no taxes. Wow. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm told I, I, this is going to sound, you know, I'm not getting in on all that. Not a I, dime, Matthew. With they you don't guys. pay a dime. Mild youth pastor who is no, no longer with the church because he stood up, uh, you know, they had some anti LGBTQ stuff and he was like, this is messed up. And they were like, get out. <clears throat> which I thought was cool. But I commented on one of his things on Facebook out of the blue. I've been trying to like get back to like super random people whenever possible, like from way back in the day. And it's been fun. So I commented on his thing and he messaged me and was like, Hey, hope you're well. Once all this COVID stuff's over, I'd love to catch up and smoke some weed together. (laughs) Wow. Wow. The devil's lettuce, huh? So stoked. The jazz cabbage. There we go, <laughs> Mateus. Trust me. Like when I grew up, right? Super Catholic and this, well, you know, Catholic school and everything. But I'm pretty sure all those, priests, <laughs> all those priests had drinks. Like that's just part of being a Catholic. Like, well, sure. We're going to have some whiskey. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to have a couple of cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Ted, I love that. (laughs) Super Catholic. Well, you know, I went to a school where they were Catholic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, I feel like I've heard some stories about Beach Week. I don't know (laughs) how Jesus is looking down on that. Um, Yeah. You know, he gave his blessing. Dude, that's what I'm saying, man. The Prince of Peace, dude, you were just walking in his footsteps. I get it. I'm with you. So real quick, one funny story is years ago, uh, it's like, that's the thing. You grew up in a Catholic church. There's always like a priest that's like in your, uh, I don't know, like in your school, right? In your school, whatever, your church. So like people become friends with these people and have them over and stuff. 
But sometimes the priest like doesn't always show up dressed like a priest. So it's me and uh, you know what? I won't say his name, but it's me and a friend, maybe a cousin. And, we're, <laughs> and it's like a Friday night. And I mean, trust me, we're not we didn't we're not drinking or nothing, but we're in the stands watching my buddy Bernie play like Babe Ruth Senior American Legion baseball. I forget which one it is. And for whatever reason, like we're just ragging. There's like a couple of us, and we're just ragging. My one cousin, right? Just like, oh, you're going to grow up to be a priest and this and that. Like, you even like women. Now, what we don't realize is that just a few rows in front of us, these are aluminum stands from like a Babe Ruth baseball game. Yeah, there's nowhere to go. There's not a lot of people there. There's nobody in between us. And we don't realize after the game, Bernie's like, hey, jackass, you realize that was father whatever sitting with my mom. You guys were giving, giving everybody our time. Like, oh, you're going to be the priest. <laughs> That's honestly, that is classic Ted Smith. His mouth right and checks his body can't cash. <laughs> Dude, I love it. Right? So uh, you're going to have to bleep me on this. But like Bernie gets into pitch. And then after the game, I go, hey, man, did you ever get your titties off the fence? Because that guy ripped them. And he's like, yo, <laughs> more aggressive. <sighs> Dude, that's God, man. I love that. Ted's just out there at the ball game, feeling himself, having a couple of beers, a couple of cold ones. Dude, that's uh, what I'm saying. We're like 17, 18. I wish I could tell you we had been drinking. We were just being idiots. Oh, man. If anybody has less of a filter than a drunk dude, it's probably teenagers. Yeah, it really is. They say some wild, wild yeah. ass. I have a lot of lot of memories from that time where like if I'd said them out loud, people would uh, assume that there was alcohol involved. And it's like, nope, just being that age. Now, just dumb. Uh, all right. Uh, let's take a quick break. And then we come back. We'll uh, do a little recap of the holidays. All right. So Christmas break for me was unbelievable. Uh, Cobb, I saw you a couple of times. Very small groups. We were careful. Uh, best worst part about the Christmas break, New Year's. Matess. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, Christmas was really weird because it was just me and my girlfriend down here, and so you know, and we didn't have all the presents that we got each other because those are all in Seattle. So we just it was just kind of a day, you know, and uh, we did some Zoom calls and stuff and played pickleball. Uh, and uh, it was like pretty chill during the day. And then we were going to go to this Jewish deli down here. Um, Cobb, have you been to Sherman's? Yep. Oh, man. I love that place. They got great ribs, you know, and it's a, it's a Jewish deli. So it's like, oh, they'll be Dude, I have with that energy. Definitely. Right. They're amazing. Their bakery is phenomenal, too, as it turns out. That's its own like subplot that has just gone out of control since last time I saw you guys. Um Sherman's desserts are incredible. But so we went for the ribs for Christmas dinner. And I think Tyler got corned beef and cabbage. But on the way there, Tyler was like, so we live kind of on the south side of the, the valley here. And Palm Springs proper is up north a little bit. I think it's east to west. But if you go way out and up and around, you can go to Palm Springs by driving through Joshua Tree. If you want to add a couple hours to your trip. So that's what we did. We were driving through like right at sunset and just the the silhouettes and, you know, the views and, and not even just of the Joshua trees, but also all the rock formations like glowing off the sunset. Like it was just an amazing drive to go get Christmas dinner, um, you know, half hour away. Very but we, cool. We took the scenic route. So, yeah, that was super rad. Dude, I like that. Mine, um, I mean, a couple highlights. One, you know, my mom gave me a gift that she's been camping on for 25 years. So Whoa. that's pretty cool. It's been in the attic for 25 years. So that was dope. Um, and then uh, very touching. And then the other one was um, for New Year's Eve. You know, I kept it kept it small. Ted came over for a minute um, and he left. And I had two other friends over and uh, one guy invited over. I don't know very well. Uh, but he's a friend of a friend. He came over and he showed up. So I said, okay, get here at eight o'clock. 11, 
52. This guy comes barging through the door, black and white, three-piece suit. In one hand, he's got a bottle of Cristal. And in the other hand, he's got three mortars, fireworks. He wants to light off the deck. I was just like, Jesus, Russell, come on in here. So anyway, we had a great time. But he was, and they stayed till like, you know, four in the morning. It's hilarious. Wow. But I just thought like, what a hell of a way to show up to a party. Crystal fireworks, high, low. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing too, that was nice about that is I got to Cobbs, right? And our one friend is kind of notorious for late, but like late, late. Yeah. And then Cobbs like, oh, hang on, man. There's somebody else here. And I was like, who else is here? And he's like, order a pizza. <laughs> my boy Pagliacci <laughs> I, like how I think I took a bite and I just lean over and I go is this that 12th man primo I recognize her <laughs> yeah, I know dude if maybe you could tell what pizza was just from the taste it's hilarious and like for people who aren't from the area these people have some exotic pizzas it's not like you're like oh pepperoni oh goat cheese it's like there's like 15 different crazy ingredients on these things <laughs> uh yeah, I would say, man, it was just Christmas Eve was super cool. Like some of our mutual friends came by and just sat on the deck or kind of switched in shifts in and out. And that was that was good, too. It was kind of fun to get like Barnsey and Dunk to hang out with like Nick and George. Oh, yeah, man. Plus, it was yeah. your 40th birthday. Those four crossed paths. Yeah. And this is because actually Christmas Eve was a nice day. So, I mean, we, yeah. we were just this is during the daytime. So we're just sitting outside and Nick shows up. With homemade, his mom makes homemade cinnamon rolls, right? So you know me, I already had dips made or whatever. And like Thrill's wife had made me this giant crab dip, which was delicious. So I got like food here. And then Nick's like homemade cinnamon rolls. Like, all right, here we go. Yeah. Back up the truck. Oh, man. I would say the other highlight of that was when Cobb came by, he got uh, eggnog, eggnog shamed by my cousins. (laughs) <laughs> they were shaming me and then i was like dude do you mind running to the store and get some eggnog like they are not gonna yeah, yeah. Your cousins and your sister just going for it yeah we had a good time man we were just we were living like kings in there we had pizza going all the dips i mean it was a full spread not a full set of people as usual it's just three of us but that was a good year man good year yeah, and i, I know it wasn't this- the 40th birthday you were expecting but it was fun i also love the story of you getting the pizza that day <laughs> oh my god Dude, yeah, it's dude. You, I made an effort for that thing. Every year, it like I always think I got it, and then there's always a little wrinkle. But Matt, so all right, get this, dude. I I almost got into a fight with the pizza guy, which I, I'm mostly cool, calm, and collected. But you know, it's popcorn season, going hell for leather. And the one thing Ted depends on me. He asks almost nothing of our friendship, literally almost nothing. I could count on one hand the number of things he's asked me for, but. The one thing he asked me is like, look, man, on Christmas Eve, bring the pizza, secure the football, mind the basics, fundamentals, block and tackle, get that pizza to my house. It's a longstanding tradition. I didn't want to be the one to ruin it. So I walk into first pizza place I go to that I'd planned all day closed, hit up my boy Pagliacci, the old, like, you know, standard, all locations are closed. OF. So I go to the backup plan, going to Rocco's Belltown. Ah, I shouldn't have said their name. Well, c'est la vie. Well, it's great pizza. Neither, it is. Inc- nonetheless, you should, it's, if you're in Belltown, go to Rocco's, get some pizza. I agree. 100%. Great pizza. I roll in and I'm like, hey, can I? there's a bunch of pizzas in the, the dish. I was like, hey, can I buy one of those pizzas? He's like, oh, sorry, we don't sell whole pizzas. I was like, okay, cut. I just get eight slices then. And he's like, uh, no, we don't do that. And one of the chefs is like, hey, man, I'll sell you eight slices. I was like, Okay. So I like go over and I'm kind of in this like little side deal with the chef. And then the main guy's like, okay, okay. You can do that up here. And the chef's like, but I can only do four of one and four of another. And I'm like, okay, cool. So you'll sell me like a a pizza, a half and half pizza. And he's like, yeah, go back to the main guy. And he's like, okay. And rings it up. And it's like $58 or something like that. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. A pizza is only like $48 here, which still is pretty spendy. But I was like, you know, this is, getting out of control. And he's like, well, I charged you for each slice. And I was like, but you guys are determining the slices. And he was like, but I have to charge you for individual slices. I was like, okay, then can I just pick my slices? Like if you're selling me eight slices, you know, 
let me choose. It can't just be half cheese and half pepperoni, man. And so we got into a debate and he's just like, look, man, this is the way it has to be. But then the, the chef guy's always chirping in and he's like, no, man, we can do whatever. So it was like, I was dealing with like kind of a dick at the front and we just, we got off on a bad foot. It's really not even him. We got off on a weird start with the chef jumping in between our little conversation. And so it was a weird energy. Finally, I just handed my card. I was like, just get it done, man. Just get it done. And he was like, okay, I apologize to him. He apologized to me. I left a tip, walked away. But, you know, there was a moment there where I, I honestly thought there was not pizza coming to Ted's house. Wow. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Everybody, like, right, almost, like, Tom shows up and he's like, you have no idea what I just went through for this pizza. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, that guy and I were sweating each other for honestly like five minutes and there's a line behind me. Like, it was, a, it was an ordeal. I almost became a Karen online. Like, if someone had filmed it, <laughs> I could have been called a Karen. Right. Cause it's like, if you're going to sell me half, if you can only sell me half and half, fine, just charge me what you would for half and half. Thank you. That's all I'm saying. But instead, uh, you know how I ended up in the $60 price bracket for one pizza. I will never know, but that was tough, tough pill to swallow. But at that point I was willing to pay anything. <laughs> so when I lived in Belltown, I used to go to Rocco's a lot. Like they, their pizza is that good. Dude, That's it's legit. Cool. They have five chefs in there going. Yeah, like their meatballs are good, this and that. And it, they have good cocktails. I was always one of the people that was the weirdo in there just slugging beers. But I was in there one night and I get a text from my old, uh, the guy that used to own, own my, my condo. Just like, hey, but he's not a drinker. Keep that in mind. Like, what are you up to? I'm like sitting in Morocco's with a buddy, probably Barnsley, like having a drink. Like, what's up? Well, I'll come by and say what's up. And I'm like, cool, we'll be here. I remember looking at Barnes and being like, that's not good. Right. It's like 930 on a Wednesday. And the dude that doesn't drink or live downtown is like, yeah, I'll be by in 15. We need to chat. And that's like, yeah, my oh. landlord's going to swing by. Right. It's like, yep, he's going to sell a place. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm getting evicted. Yeah. Still one of the best breakups I've been through, though. <laughs> yeah. Dude, here's the thing, though, man. Just like breakups, they all come crawling back, don't they, Ted? And didn't you say recently that that person has hit you up to move back into his place? Yeah, the pandemic has not been friendly to real estate downtown. They always come crawling back, baby. Uh, I also wanted to mention that uh, I went up and saw some other friends. We hung out outside at 40. I got news for you, boys. You might cry. What happened to me? Like they got a cake and I was like, man, this is, <clears throat> see, still struggling with it, but it, <clears throat> it was very nice. So, yeah, man, especially dude, 40 is a huge birthday. One, two milestone, three, been a tough year, a long year for a lot of people, you know, and four, like to have your friends just surprise you with a cake. I mean, that would make me misty for sure. It's like that people remember that they got your back, that they love you, you know, all that at once, especially after the year we've had, it's just like, yeah, man. That's what's up. It almost brought me to tears just hearing about that. Very cool move. Yeah. And they got the math on the cake and everything. I was like, man, this is awesome. Let's go. I'll just leave it at this. Matt, we'll talk later. The candle was amazing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, God, that was fun. Uh, all right. Cobb, it's time to read some emails. Hell yeah. Let me see. What or you know what? Lewis. In time. First, we're going to take a break. Nice. <laughs> nice. All right. Let's eat. Let's eat. Let's read some emails. <laughs> let's, let's eat some B-mails. <laughs> <laughs> or skeet some females, whatever your year's about. All right. Let's, see. let's do this. Uh, Josh Fox. I met Cobb. Hello, gentlemen of the best podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. I actually met Cobb at his popcorn shop at Pike Place Market this weekend. I was venturing out with my kids on the way to uh, Pike Place, saw Cobb's popcorn, told my kids that was a place of Cobb, a person from the podcast. After some short uh, debate and knowing that my middle son would love some cheddar popcorn, I went up to order some popcorn. I asked the young man at the counter, who was Cobb at the counter, and Cobb stood up to say hi. He sounded just like uh, I hear from the podcast and wanted to mention it, but didn't keep from sounding too much like a fanboy. Uh, he then mentioned talking to Ted and watching the Sounders game on Saturday night. I watched the conference final this week and was stoked about the MLS cup, uh, game on Saturday, sad night. 
Anyhow, super excited to actually meet a hero of mine, Cobb. Been listening to the men's room since 2007 when I was stationed at McCord Air Force Base and started the podcast and the mega cast when I moved to West Seattle in 2017. Meeting Cobb and him talking about Ted really made me feel at home in Seattle, and I truly appreciate it. Popcorn was damn good, too. Thank you, boys, for all that you do. I later told my older sub that Cobb uh, is an intelligent, charismatic person, and he said, so like me? And I said, yes. Sexy hair, by the way, Cobb. Coming from a 39-year-old single dad, I appreciate your hospitality despite these COVID times. Ted, I've always related to you being the same age and similar upbringing. You the man, and I love you too, MCTP. Your forever listener, Josh from DuPont, West Seattle. Uh, I, I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Kunsan AB, Korea, Little Rock, Arkansas, Jacksonville, Florida, Panama City, Florida, and wherever I move next. Forever. KSW podcast listener, Josh. Nice. Wow. That's awesome. There it is, boys. Yeah. Yeah, Small City. town bars. <laughs> Small town bars. Greetings to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. The 59er Diner is a great spot, Ted. I've been there a few times, but never for breakfast. I'll have to give it a try. My better half bar tends at, oh, my better half bartends at the Squirrel Tree, and we also live just up the highway, so that's my go-to. If you haven't been... I recommend the Headwaters Pub by Lake Wenatchee and the Old Mill Tavern in Peshasta as well. Cheers, fellas. Hammers. Hammer. Right. So, like, we've been to the Squirrel Tree. I feel like the problem is I never go far enough down, like, making that left down to, like, Lake Wenatchee. Is squir- the Squirrel Tree where we were playing, uh, like, some sort of game in the backyard? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked that spot. Dude, Wenatchee actually has a really good natural health, like, grocery store, too, if you ever want great food. All right. I think it's called the Wenatchee Food Co-op or something like that. I don't know. They have like a little bar in the back to make really good stuff. Uh, P.S. at the Squirrel Tree. Beers are on me. Dude, it's funny. Uh, George went over there. He's got that piece of property over there. I don't know if it was on Christmas or the day after. He just sent me a picture and it was the backyard of the Squirrel Tree just covered in snow. That's sick. Yeah. Uh, I love that guy. Uh, what am I looking forward to in 2021? Getting a goddamn haircut. I'm talking shampoo, scalp massage, hot towel, the full works, all provided by a... <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, boys. <I'll> prov- <laughs> I'm listening. I, ch- I try to just read these neutral, but sometimes it's tough. All provided by a busty young woman with sports on the TV in the background. Can I get an amen now? Amen. <laughs> I said, can I get an amen? Nah. <laughs> amen. amen. I, caught, I caught the Rona in mid-March 2020. I've been working from home since then. With a new kid in the house, I really don't want to risk a visit anywhere. I don't 100% need to go. So I've gone full mountain, man. See my before and after pictures below. Back to basics, boys. August. P.S. If you do a back to basics t-shirt or hoodie, I suggest that get it should be on the back. <laughs> <laughs> I was having oh, my God. Last week was somebody that hasn't cut their hair and they're like, it's getting too long. And I was like, I don't want to hear that. You keep growing it. Dude. So he included a couple photos and I'll say this August, you, he went from crew cut to hockey flow. Nice. Um, it gets any longer. That's change. probably like lacrosse flow. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And then like at a certain point you hit Hanson, depending on your age. <laughs> uh, bop, bop, bop. all right uh <laughs> hey guys <laughs> uh some of the younger listeners have no idea what we're talking about hey guys uh no need to read this on the pod oh well oh, shit. all right uh next <laughs> congratulations Cobb. you played yourself what's up boys long time emailer first time listener 2020 has led us to believe that the end is near, but I say that noise. I'm not apologizing for cussing, Matt. It's warranted. I found a few things to be thankful for. (laughs) You guys are all still alive and kicking and still recording the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. For us LARPers. I moved to a dope neighborhood far from everyone and into the house of my dreams. Took some fucking work to get there. Again, cussing is warranted, Matt. (laughs) Wearing sweatpants and tees became acceptable fashion choices all day, every day. COVID-19 is survivable. So the sources, I guess, believe on the interwebs say, but you also can't spell uh, believe without the word lie. 
The list goes on. It's short. Uh, I, still have, <laughs> I still have hope as I sit here in my office chair with my leg propped up on ice, waiting for an MRI to determine how much of my MCL I destroyed this weekend. I ran out of talent. Nothing to do with what calendar year it is. Be blessed and LARP on, gentlemen. Love the cast. Hoping and high five again someday at a fucking metal show where I got the best hug from Matt ever at Slipknot Lamb of God at White River. Sincerely, Neil Fielder, a.k.a. the Gentle Giant, a.k.a. the Dude, a.k.a. Gimpy. Oh, I bet I know how he busted up his knee. Probably skiing. Yeah, I was going to say uh, <laughs> that answers that one. Sorry no, to hear, no. that, hear that. Neil, hope you heal up quickly. <laughs> That's funny. Like, right. I mean, and Neil's one of the original dudes. Yeah, yeah. dude. Seriously, he's been a listener since like episode number one. Yeah. Also, I really want a busty young lady to cut my hair, too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but that just hit with me. <laughs> I'm sure in Austin, you can find that hairdresser. Dude, but like, that's how Miami Jake gets his haircut. You know, I want that life. <laughs> now in Austin, I have a guy actually, he's in my phone as con hair uh, because he, well, he's an ex-convict. That's where he learned his barber skills. But those guys I've noticed, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but for the best men's haircuts, you either want like the lowest end, like, ethnic hair shop in like the bad neighborhood where they just dial you up like Dominican style, or you want like a salon and neither in between, like in between is three get killed. So anyway, this guy con hair is my boy, Josh, but uh, yeah, he learned like in prison. If you're learning to be a barber, like you screw up someone's hair, they're going to be pissed. Like you're not just not getting a tip. You know what I mean? So I feel keeps. like those guys are some of the best barbers in the country and he's no exception. Yeah, for sure. And you got like, they also like that. That's a you're in prison. It's probably a good job to be having in prison. Oh, definitely, dude. Yeah. And they're like, you just feel I feel cool just going to his shop. Giant pool table in the middle. It's in like this ratchet strip mall. There's always a couple vehicles out front with huge rims, tinted windows. Don't really know what's going on. Very fun. Yeah, I mean, a barber shop should be fun. That's what I'm saying, dude. For a middle aged, boring ass white guy like me, it's kind of cool. I don't know. I feel cool being there. Is that wrong? No, you're exactly right. Like, I don't. I speak like all. just enough Spanish to get a ticket to the show. Sorry. <laughs> all right, let's check in with what's Matt in. <laughs> hey, what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Uh, before we get to what's Matt in. Hey, what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Check out what's Matt in. Hey, what's good? What's Matt in. Uh, before we get to what's Matt in. Hey, what's good? What's mad? Check out what's mad. Well, you know, back to basics, uh, a basic thing that I have the capability to do and just didn't from COVID um, when we transitioned to doing podcasts like this, putting that fucking intro back on for what's maddening this year, boys. Let's go. Yeah, well- also, in your defense, I was like, we're not we're going to wait like we don't need all that stuff. But right now that now that we're in this, like, yeah, we can we can spice it back up. Yeah. Yeah. So I have it. I'll put it on on that one. I was just uh, actually the guy that made it. Ruben popped up on my uh, suggested friends list on Facebook. And I was like, dude, I got to bring that intro back. That thing is so cool. So people will hear it. We didn't hear it right now. Um, but I. uh yeah, wow, it's been a long time since I talked to you guys. I mentioned Joshua Tree the very next day we drove out to Lake Havasu, Arizona. Both of these with like 10 minutes of lead time of like Tyler bringing the idea up and us being like, sure. So um, Lake Havasu, Arizona is like three hours from here. And, you know, I just thought, whatever, we're in the sunshine, nice road trip. I get there. And Tyler had mentioned the London Bridge, and I didn't know what the hell she was talking about. So we get there. They have the real London Bridge in Lake Havasu, Arizona. I know they do. How did it get there? So some dude that oil tycoon in Havasu wanted it when they disassembled it in London or were getting rid of it. And right. so they disassembled it 
and then uh, labeled each piece like like it was so they could know where it was like with a grid, like a puzzle. And then they broke it down, shipped it to Long Beach, California, and then it made the rest of the way by truck. Um, this was back in the 60s. And um, then when it got to Havasu, they just reassembled the pieces and it goes from like the main part of Lake Havasu to this island with not much going on on the other side. Like we drove over the London Bridge, but there wasn't a whole lot going like it didn't serve a magnificent purpose. The other side was kind of whack, like, you know, uh, but it looked cool. It was fun. It was a nice like little destination road trip where we got out, you know, it's 75 degrees. So I just hang out outside, you know, people are keeping the distance and like, Walked along the the water a little bit, checked out the the bridge. Um, they have like a little tourist trap thing where it's all it looks like Britain. So, uh, yeah. you know, frolicked around there for a bit, checked out the gift shop, got some in and out and headed back. It was a nice little day after Christmas, spontaneous adventure. Also, one of the best uh, notorious B.I.G. performances of all time. Spring break, Lake Havasu. No way. Have you never wow. seen that? No, no. Oh, it's like back in the day, well, obviously, but it's like they're in Lake Havasu, which at that point is like an exotic land to most of us on the East, East Coast. So right. it's spring oh, yeah. break. So it's like a floating dock they're all on. And he's like on this front one. But like everybody behind him is all like, frankly, let's just say what it is. Like white people from college on spring break. <laughs> and then you have like big wearing his Timberlands like a Kuji sweater. Oh, and he, just, he just crushes it. And it's just like, I mean, it's no pun intended. It's a notoriously good performance. Wow. That's sick, man. I that sounds right out. <laughs> um, wow. That, that makes that story so much fun to have just like a awesome nineties hip hop fact to be able to like top it off with. Dude, just imagine being there. Like you've everyone and their mom, like girls gone wild has seen video of Lake Havasu. Now imagine you're also at a biggie concert, like a show and it's just going off. Like, God, like that's, that that's the kind of event you remember for a lifetime. Right. Like, I was there. remember this is like 92, 93, right? So like MTV's spring break was the only version of this stuff we ever saw. And girls gone wild, like Joe Francis probably wasn't even 21 yet. Yep. That was late 90s. Late 90s hustle. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that, that sounds awesome. Moment. I'm pretty sure it's the only reason I knew the London Bridge was there. So I was like, yeah, like what else goes on this Lake Havasu? Damn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was. Yeah, that's it's been there since the 60s. And I just had no idea it was the most like random little thing. And uh, yeah, but it was pretty cool. You know, found like this little brochure about the history. That's why I know it, because I picked it up and sent it to my grandpa because figured he'd like that. And they have a little like authentic piece of the London Bridge and a little jar that I got. And, you know, like, hey, Merry Christmas. But it'll be postmarked from like the 28th or whatever. Uh, 28th was a fun night. Turned on the lasers and, uh, you know, yeah, Tyler got some lasers that made our Christmas that much better. We had them going on the tree and uh, yeah, they were it was a lot of fun to, you know, just bring that atmosphere. They sync up to the music and, you know, without live music, without festivals, it was just like it was a good vibe. Um, and then we made my mom a laser fan, Cobb. Dude, I love lasers. I know you do. That's why I wanted to tell you. Then when my mom showed up, we put Love Shack, her favorite song by the B-52s, and synced that up to the lasers. And they were like centered on the Christmas tree. She was sold. So Sick. I know I know how much you love lasers and why. And just be like, oh, yeah, now my mom loves lasers, too. Dude, I'll buy that domain right now. <laughs> that Coke's mom loves lasers dot com. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's been a long time. A lot of other stuff's happened, but, you know, um, that's that's kind of the gist of it. All right. Well, trust me, it's a thin line between Christmas lights and lasers. 
We walked it well. <laughs> All right. I guess it's about that time. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. All right, boys. I'm not going to sugarcoat this one, but it is going to, we are going to take a positive spin. What positive thing has the pandemic revealed to you about humanity? Feel free to email us literally the word email at the podcast.com. What positive thing has the pandemic revealed to you about humanity? Obviously there's been some negatives. It's 2021. We're moving on. We're back to basics. Tell us the positive stuff. What do you got boys? I mean, I think for me, the main thing is it just kind of reinforced, like I've always been a very social person. I think there's a lot of people that didn't realize how social they were or how much they needed social interaction till 2020, till 2020. Yes. Social and family. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I would say the, um, you know, I, I also believe uh, on a, in addition to that, like a lot of people are kind of channeling their creative energies. I do think this is a, you know, I think a lot of good art and stuff comes out of some rough times. And, uh, you know, so I'm excited. Uh, actually, Bring Me the Horizon put out an album at the end of the year that it was like, damn, you guys wrote this during this and I can tell and I loved it. Um, so, yeah, just people, you know, creating new things. And like, I, I think some of that turmoil will translate into some pretty awesome creations that we'll we'll start to see here in the in the coming, you know, whatever months, years, whatever it winds up being. But killing killing the time, I think people are going to come up with some cool stuff. Did I agree? All the best art comes from pain. I think people are going to la- launch a lot of cool businesses too that we won't really know about for three or four years. But yeah, I agree. And I think people are going to have a new level of respect for barbers, bartenders, waiters, you know, waiters, waitresses, like all these kind of service industry jobs. I think people took for granted, like, right now they're not there and you can't hang out at that place. Like that you wish they were there. Dude. And yeah, totally. And just like being able to sit at a bar and overhear people's conversation or join in or make friends or talk to strangers or flirt with strangers. I mean, like, yeah, I feel like humanity kind of took itself for granted in that way. Like we took other people for granted, you know, I, I hope it makes everyone a little bit kinder and a little bit more appreciative of all the things that we have. Yeah, sure. <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. We're back. We're back to basics. We're back in business. Uh, we're back. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I'll hold down Seattle. You guys enjoy the sunshine. <laughs> Matt, hopefully I'll see you in like a month or something. But for You're us- the rock, Ted. You're the rock. <laughs> I'll for sure see you on Friday nights. All right, for MCTV, for Cobb, I'm the Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers. <laughs> uh-huh.